grips the hilt of a long knife, the kind a hunter might use to gut a deer. The schoolhouse door closes silently behind him as the tower bell proclaiming the twelfth hour echoes in the still night air and is gone. Chapter One Doug had the coffee perking and the New York Times propped up at her place at the table when Mo shuffled into the kitchen on a warm October morning. One of the advantages of being married to a morning person. She poured herself a mug of coffee, brought it with her to the table, and settled in with the front section. Reaching out, she picked up the portable radio aligned between the salt and pepper shakers, snapped it on, and set it next to her coffee mug. Supposed to be out of bed ten minutes ago, you slug, an irritating voice told her. Get up, time's a-wasting. This is the old boomer, Stan the Man, bringing you the local haps, traffic and weather in the a.m. before we get back to your calls. Frowning, she snapped the radio off, switched it from a.m. to f.m., and turned it to her public radio station before clicking it on again. The considerably more mellow tones of Steve Inskeep told her it was 21 minutes before the hour. The screen door on the back porch squawked open and slapped shut. Doug stomped the dirt off of his sneakers before pushing his way through the back door into the kitchen. The world's record for the 10K is safe for another day, he announced, bending to kiss the top of her head. He toweled off his face and neck with the square of terry cloth he kept on the porch. He picked up the radio and resettled it between the salt and pepper shakers. He walked to the corner and swiped up a spill Mo had made when she poured her coffee. Saw two deer up on Presque Isle Road, he said. He took his water bottle from the refrigerator and straddled the chair across the table from his wife. He took a long swig and let out a satisfied, ah, fanned open his Wall Street Journal and scanned the headlines. How was your run? When he didn't respond, she looked up to find him grinning at her. What? Nothing, just basking in my wife's beauty. Oh, right, no makeup and pillow hair. What was that you had on the radio? I didn't have the radio on. I never turn it on until you come down. Stan the man? He frowned, then nodded. I listen to the business news while I have my bedtime cup of tea. I must have forgotten to change the station back. Sorry. That's okay. Just a little jarring first thing in the morning. Setting aside the Wall Street Journal, Doug fished the sports section out of the Madison Cardinal Herald and took another long swig of water. He folded the paper neatly into quarters, plucked a banana from the bowl on the table, peeled it, folded the peel into his napkin, and took it to the trash can under the sink. "'What's on your agenda today?' he asked. "'You going to hit the 6.30?' "'Yeah. If maths gets done in time, I'll go to the chamber breakfast meeting, and after that, another meeting of the Highway Expansion Subcommittee. This afternoon, I've got some pictures of the football team practice for the homecoming tab.' Homecoming already? I didn't even know they'd gone any place. She stood and carried her mug to the counter for one last splash of coffee. At the door, she paused and turned back to him. I'm sorry I've been so busy lately. And when does life get unbusy for a community newspaper editor? Maybe Pierpont will pry open his vault and hire me a reporter. Maybe the Cubs will win the World Series. She hurried upstairs to shower and dress. Doug was digesting his online business reports when she stuck her head in at the door of his office on her way out. I'll see you this afternoon. He turned a smile at her. Don't forget to eat something. I won't. Something besides a bag of chips and a cola. What's wrong with that? Fiber and caffeine, two of the essential food groups. He laughed. 
You were better off when you ate at Charlie's. He caught himself, frowned. Sorry, sore subject. I'll be happy to pack you a lunch. Tree bark and prunes? <laughs> no thanks. I don't eat tree bark and prunes, just good healthy fruits, veggies, and grains. It's Monday. Vi will bring bagels. They're good for you, aren't they? Better than donuts, anyway. She smiled, crossed the room, and gave him a lingering kiss. Gotta go, she said. Say a prayer for us heathens. I always do. She'd have to hustle now to get to St. Anne's on time. As she reached the highway, she noted that more hand-painted signs had sprouted along the roadside, all expressing shrill opposition to the planned expansion of the two-lane county road between Mitchell and Sun Prairie into a four-lane divided thoroughfare. These homemade protests even outnumbered the store-bought Support Our Troops signs.